0: This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Rachel Norton and Samuel Jones.
1: Rachel, that's the Kelly moment right there. You know how he says something really long, Samuel, Rachel. All right, it's
0: your turn to do that then, Samuel. You're rocking it. You're rocking
1: it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Rachel, I'm excited to be back on together with you. Uh, We have had some amazing guests um, in our past and uh, just getting a chance to. You know, on our second podcast together, uh, sharing a moment with uh, with more couples and hearing their stories and hearing all God has done in them. Um, I think about just our history, you know, uh, personally of where we come from and various pieces today. We're talking about blended families and and you're going to hear a story from a blended family. And uh, I hear that you are. Uh, and, and or from a blended family
0: i am we've got many sets of parents yeah
1: yes. wow wow um, yep. and and i am from you know second generation back grandfather grandparents and so on a blended family as well and you know the impact of hearing how god pulls and brings two people together and then navigates you know the nuances of that entire world and still gets the glory from it is amazing and so I think that again, they're going to hear from a couple in just a few seconds that talks about their story. And so, um, I want to just do something. Um, If you're listening to this, I want you to pull in close to your spouse or to your significant other. Make sure you're whether you're in the car or you're at home and looking at the fireplace. Just get nice (laughs) and cozy. Get some water, your choice of beverage and some popcorn and and just just levy in because we're going to have a great conversation today. And today, let me introduce to you, Mike and Kristen how you all doing mike and Kristen? doing well doing very well thanks Thank for, having for having us awesome awesome listen i'm excited again to have you two on here and give our listeners a chance to get the chance to know who you all are individually so let's just start with this you know can you tell maybe uh mike we'll start with you just a little bit about who is mike force
2: well i think uh foremost i'm, I'm a follower of jesus um I try to be a godly man and um stay close to my relationship with with Christ. Um, I'm a husband to my beautiful wife, Kristen, and a father of four children who I love and adore. Uh, so those are some personal things. Obviously, um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, I've been engaged in business for a long time and, and love business and and just uh, you know my family, my broader family, parents and and extended family, and and just value relationships at a, at a deep level.
1: Awesome, awesome. How about yourself, Kristen?
3: Well, um, like Mike said, we are parents of four children. Um, we have we are blended. So Mike brought one son, Evan, and I brought two girls, Brianna and Claire, and then we had one together, mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, so that primarily keeps me busy in my as far as time and my largest role. But, What I like to do is I am a um, professional sleep consultant, so I do baby sleep consulting from infancy through age five. Wow. And I'm also um, just recently trained to become a postpartum doula, so I am in the mom and baby world, and supporting new moms is uh, something that I love to do and am passionate about. Um, So that's a pretty big, I call it a gig, you know, because I can (laughs) do it. I can do it kind of in the margins of my day, But, but yeah. Otherwise, it's it's kids, it's kids all the time. <laughs> Listen, uh,
1: my wife and I had uh, two children, uh, literally COVID age, you know, twenty twenty mm-hmm. and twenty twenty. Uh, Two, right? Twenty one, I don't know, I remember. I two kids under <laughs> None two. None of us do. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> two true. kids under two. We could have benefited
2: mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. your services so much, Kristen, mm-hmm. because
1: to navigate when you're having kids during the covid age or whatever you want to call it now and trying to figure out what that means is is, is huge, especially when you're Trying to figure out, you know, do we want to have a doula? Do we want to have the baby in the hospital? Do we need somebody to help us? put All those things, right? Yeah. And I remember my wife going through those experiences. Um, In addition to that, the experience of postpartum and how that impacts women and how it impacts men, you know, are huge. You know, we have those huge pieces of life and trying to figure that out we needed you. (laughs) So I'm glad people have you. Mm
3: -hmm. That's incredible. That's incredible.
1: Thank you. Um, So, you know, talk a little bit about just again, your individual backstory. Um, if you could just touch on it, Kristen, you said, um, you know, you, you had three kids and, and, um, you were married before and what happened with kind of that situation?
3: Yeah. So, um, I was widowed from my first husband, Kevin in 2014 after an 18 month, a uh, very aggressive cancer battle that unfortunately ended in him passing. Um, and then, you know, it's it was kind of a whirlwind before that, <laughs> mm-hmm. a whirlwind during it. And um, and then afterwards, it was sort of like picking up the pieces of everything that had happened. Um, but through that time, um, I think that was when, I would have called myself a believer before the the cancer happened, mm. but it really wasn't until I had to go to the deep, deep, dark places with God where I was like, gosh, was I even a believer before? Mm. (laughs) Like it was that, like I knew I was, but it was a different type of relationship. Now, after that, um, I was able to actually experience some of God's promises. I was actually able to experience God's presence. Um, And so my faith got very, very deep through that um, tragic, tragic time. So after that, um, and he did pass, you know, I was 32 years old, mom of two young children, Rana was in kindergarten. Claire was not even three yet. Yeah. So made the decision to move to East Grand Rapids and kind of start life over because we were living closer to the lakeshore at the time. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just started building my life as a single parent. I became a member at Ada Bible. And, you know, the rest, I guessed is hist- is history <laughs> in terms of... Um, but yeah, it was a really difficult time in my life, but I'm grateful for it in a lot of ways. Sure. And... I know where my husband resides, yeah, and so I have a deep peace about that, which I, I don't know that I would have been able to, to go on and as healthy as I am now sure. with, without
1: my Lord. Sure. Listen, God does so many amazing things in loss and grieving and challenges of our life. and In that space, in our submitting to him, and all the things that he does when he gives us a sense of peace, even after difficult situations and in death like that, there's a space where God still meets us mm-hmm. in those spaces. And so there's so much there. Um Mike, for you, you know, And I remember us talking and sharing a little bit about your backstory and history. Um, You know, before you got into business, you met a group of guys. You talked a little bit about this group of guys that you met during a small group.
2: Mm-hmm. but Yeah. Yeah, so um I think more recently um as I've come to just, you know, give my life to to the Lord and understand what that means, you know, living in community, mm-hmm. um in a, in a, commu- a community of of other godly people and in particularly godly men, is very very important. Um and that's a lesson that I learned through just difficult experience of living without Christ and living without a community mm-hmm. around me. Um I'll, you know w- whether it was mentors or friends or other people that would be able to give me counsel or pour into me um, I never had that mm. growing up earlier in life um, a wonderful father who who did that certainly but it takes more than than one person and um and so the result of living outside of those things and certainly in a life not devoted to christ was you know, I was a young man who, when faced with certain decisions, made very terrible choices, uninformed, uncounseled, uh, certainly unwise, and those cho- choices ultimately led me to uh, a federal prison sentence mm. for for a financial fraud. And uh, it was through that experience I encountered various individuals, even, even my sentencing judge who presided over me, um, you know, after he, he threw down a very lengthy sentence and and castigated me for the things that I had done and rightfully so, he then turned a softer tone and, and, and started ministering to me from the bench right after pronouncing sentence. And I think wow. that's just so, you know, I think that's so reflective of what God does. Um, um, he's, he's, he's going to give you correction, but he's going to give you love on the heels of that. And I think that those things are really intertwined, um, and so I had that, and then I, I had other other men uh, step into my life that helped lead me really through discipleship, through committing my life to to the Lord, and you know ultimately being able to leave prison as a completely changed man with a new set of values and certainly you know centered in Christ and a very keen focus on community and wisdom. And for me, it was, you know, other, other men to, to, um, just go through life together. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, Ada Bible played a, played a big part in that we can get into that, but, but certainly then, and through the journey now, even through business and my partners and, and the men that, that I, um, that I, that I call partners and I call friends and, 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 I that is very important to me.
1: Incredible. Incredible. Again, God meets you in the various spaces <laughs> of your life that sometimes you least expect them to. And there's so much more there.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing. Um, we learn the value of community most when we experience how um, how difficult life can be without it. Yeah. You know, that going mm-hmm. it alone. So we're passionate about that as well. You're connected with community. You've been at Ada Bible for some time. And Kristen, you serve and yes. you are part of community as well. What is your connection and involvement with Ada Bible
3: right now? Yes. Um, I'm quite involved in the women's ministry Thrive, which is so near and dear to my heart. Um, shout out to Ruth over at the uh, East Paris campus. Um, so I do coaching, so I help lead the leaders to connect with their groups. Um, and so I meet on Thursday mornings with a with a group of women, and we talk about the Word. Right now, we're doing the Book of James, and um, I really like it it's a new role because I was a group leader for many years and so now to to help lead the leaders is a is a fun and very cool thing um, that I, I I really enjoy it
0: yeah so here's this everyone looking out for someone and and you're doing mm-hmm. that um, for others and others are doing it for you so that's just yeah. incredible so thank you for being a part of it and thank you for letting God use you so you're both at data Bible but you didn't know each other mm-hmm. um, but then at one <laughs> no. point you did know each other <laughs> so how did that happen <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I think I'll lead off on this. Um, when I when I came home and was reentering the community from prison, <clears throat> I was um, I had to start that process by living in a halfway house as you gradually reenter the community. And when you started a halfway house, they they give you passes to to work and they give you passes to go to church. And so my first pass was to go to church, and I went to actually uh, hear hear a message at the, at the Nap Street campus and there was a call out. If, if you're feeling that you need to speak to someone or if there are any concerns, you know, Ada Bible has a wonderful care support system. And so, um, I had a lot of anxiety uh, about being back in the community. Um, yes, a changed man, but, but, um, I caused a lot of pain and, and that just created a lot of shame and anxiety and and things, you know, complicated feelings that quite frankly, I was, I really needed help kind of processing and, and maybe even unloading. And so, uh, reached out to reached out to Ada Bible, and I was connected with a mentor, uh, Buzz. And um, Buzz was essentially kind of, you know, I guess the church may have assigned him to me, but I think, you know, Buzz jumped in feet first because he had followed my story a little bit. And from there, it, it began, you know, a couple-year journey with Buzz where I would meet with him once or twice a week, sometimes as early as five or six in the morning. And um, Buzz said, I remember in that first meeting, Buzz said, you don't know me, but I'm here to help you. And, and just, I'm your deep. Well, let me, you know, let me take whatever you, you, you need to give me. It's all good.
0: Yeah. Well, he brought yeah. such a confidence that God could do great work Absolutely. in your heart and through your life there, but he walked beside you, made that investment. And I just want to commend you for reaching out. A lot of people, you know, so we, true, we think of reaching out, but we don't reach out mm-hmm. and look what was on the flip side of you doing that. Yeah. So incredible.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I credit to to Kevin Baker over at Napster. I mean, he was, you know, persuasive and, and his just warming demeanor. You know, it was like it was really a call, but it was more it was an invitation. And I just felt like, um, yeah, that I need that. Thanks, Kevin, for sharing that. He didn't know me at the time, but um, and and Buzz just is a huge huge part of our story. And and so when I first met Buzz, I said, um, you know, you know, let's let's talk. Let, you know, the the whole goal was let's process some of these feelings and emotions and. He was also, you know, we're sharing the word and reading scripture together. Um, but as we kind of moved through that journey, eventually uh, Buzz, you know, the conversation started to turn as we were kind of processing things positively. The conversation turned and he says, you know, Mike, let's start talking about your future. What is um, what are future relationships look like? Um, I had um, I was married for a short time when I went to prison that that ended through the prison, uh, you know, time and so he wanted to, he wanted to talk about that. And I, I really wasn't initially wasn't in a place to talk about it because I had a son that was born just after I was arrested. And so this was my first time having any freedom with him and I wanted to devote to him. But I said, you know, my commitment is, is to my son for that, for this first year, but uh, you know, we can kind of pick up that conversation later. And so we did pick that up as we got closer to the year. And ultimately what he said was, you know, even if you're not ready you want to talk about, what, you, you know, I had confirmed that I was interested in having uh, you know, a, a future relationship and getting remarried. And so what he encouraged me to do was make a list of the qualities of, of that partner that you would want them to have and start praying over that list. And no, no and wait it, a minute. Wait, hold on a second.
1: Now, this is because this is an important point here, Mike. So you're telling me buzz mentor support. He, he goes this transition of good. You're, you're taking care of your son. What about relationships? And then from their relationships to a list. Because here's the thing: sometimes we always talk about women having a list, but here comes it's not true, is it? Yeah, I'm just saying. But here we come. He says, "Buzz a list. Say say more about that. This is interesting."
2: So yeah, I mean, it was. I I think I, I laughed at first, just kind of like, "Oh yeah," because I really wasn't. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that right now. Mm. Um, but I think he, you know, the wisdom again, when you have other people that are looking important into the wisdom that they offer from a different point of view is, is just remarkable. And, and this was that occasion. And so we, we talked about, it and he said, well, I did the same thing when I was a young man. Mm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't really looking to date or wasn't quite at that moment in my life, but I knew eventually I wanted that. And so I was given this guidance. And so he was passing that guidance on to me. And so what he was saying yeah. is, um, if you pray over the qualities that are most important in your relationship, then, um, the Lord will deliver those. And also you'll be kind of focused on those qualities above other things that, that, you know, sometimes come into play with, with other relationships and attractions and those, and those human emotions that, that, that take over. So, so, good. so I did, I made a, I made a top 10 list of, of the qualities that I would want in, you know, my future, my future partner.
1: Mm. That's so important. I, I I'm sitting here looking at my wife, and back in the day, and you know, eight years ago, and and like you know, how men sometimes we have these internal like things that we like, mm-hmm. you know. But <laughs> if we were real with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, the mentorship and the wisdom of that that I hear from Buzz's advice to you, and that you actually doing it is, yeah, we do have these qualities. But just like the Bible says, and I believe it's Habakkuk. Uh, two, one and two, it says to write the vision. And you took that scripture basically to heart. You wrote down what you believed God was saying to you, what you were wanting for yourself or your spouse. Mm-hmm. And there's so much uh, a truth in that because we really want to have these qualities of a of a woman or a spouse that we would love to have. But sometimes it's like oh, I'll, just, I'll just think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to actually enact and write this vision down mm-hmm. so I could hopefully fulfill what I would like, which mm-hmm. You did. Cause here's Kristen. Mm-hmm. Kristen, tell, tell us a little bit about your, your, uh, how you got to this point with, of love with, uh, with Mike.
3: Yeah. So I also knew buzz. Um, and so that, that was the connection. Um, buzz knew me, buzz knew Mike. And so from there, um, you know, buzz just kind of did a match, <laughs> matchmaking kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, I was actually really very much enjoying being single. um, I had started a um, with one of my friends who was also single. We had started uh, like a single mom small group. Kind of was pouring my heart into that. Um, I, we were just really noticing that, you know, there was a need in the church. And so I was, I was really actually enjoying being single. Um, but I had told myself, you know, I don't want to become one of those very militant single people <laughs> where my heart is closed off, you know, because I'm so focused on these other things that I want. And I told myself I'd be open. So then when I got the opportunity or the ask from Buzz to meet someone or would I be interested in meeting someone? And I got a picture and I was like, yeah, OK, you know, it's cute. And <laughs> like, did you okay, have a list? Yes. No. It's really interesting because I actually did have a list, so, oh, okay. but okay. it's not as noteworthy when the woman keeps the list apparently okay. Okay. What, what we've discovered. Um, but yeah, it, it really is a very, I would encourage anybody to do that. And I think you, you almost surprise yourself sometimes. Sure what you end up putting down there like, Oh yeah, I guess. And we were only allowed to do things that were um, biblically based because I did it with a friend. So you weren't allowed to write like six pack or like, you know, looks like, you know, (laughs) anyway, different column for those. But, um, so we, yeah. So I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to meet this guy. However, I have one, I have one condition Uh that, um, Buzz and Maggie, his wife need to, need to be there wow. because I I just felt like it was the right thing to do. I felt like, all right, Buzz, this is your deal. <laughs> you know, like this is your fault. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't go well, you're going to be all there. Right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. And it um, was a fresh step for you. It was a very fresh step. Mm-hmm. And it was, mm-hmm. I think oh, it was a leap of faith. Um, but so, yeah, so that's, that's initially how, how the match was made, but
2: now you, now you got to share anecdotally why, yeah. you know, there's some, there's something behind why you <laughs> wanted the chaperone. So I think that's, that's fun to share.
3: Well, I actually wanted the chaperone before I knew about a little okay. detail okay. that my husband right. is referring to right now. Um, <laughs> what is that detail? <laughs> right. Like apparently. The aforementioned detail about yeah. the federal prison sentence, which was not disclosed initially, sure. but I completely understand why Buzz did not disclose that. And because he wanted Mike to tell me like, you know, when, when they meet, if they meet God willing, Mike will tell Kristen about this. Um, However, God had other plans and felt it best that I find out ahead of time. Uh And so, yep. And so I, sure enough with uh, seven degrees of separation from every person on the planet, I go out with a friend who also knows Buzz and was aware that Buzz was mentoring someone in prison so then I asked my friend, how come you're not asking me any questions about this this date that I have set up with with this guy, Buzz Nose? And she's like, huh, because she was kind of in a, in a difficult position in a relationship. She was in, kind of feeling down on men at the time. She says, <laughs> yeah, I know. So, it's, so she says, well, you might want to check to see if it's the dude that's been in prison. <laughs> gotcha. And I was like, what? So then I had a little bit of... Um, thinking to do sure, um, sure. My, my first thought was surely this is not someone that Buzz would, would set me up with and I had a lot of just very human emotions I think just surprise and um, like completely surprised and so just later on that night I just said to Buzz I texted him and said hey <laughs> this happened to me this, this, this guy been in prison and Buzz was very truthful and he said yes he has and, and so I said to him I, go, I, I actually don't know if I can go through with, sure. this, with this meeting sure, sure. tomorrow um and he said, Okay, well I just encourage you to pray and you know, just let me know. I completely understand. Yeah. And so I, you know, I think I remember like tossing my phone like to the other end of the couch, like, Ugh. like just so <laughs> frustrated, like, Lord, why does this crazy stuff always happen to me? Mm-hmm. Um and so I sat there and I and I just did what Buzz asked and I prayed and it was really a very cool experience because I I felt the spirit say to me Kristen, do you want to be judged mm. by the person that you were before you, you knew Jesus, mm. before you knew me? And my answer was, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, I do not want to be judged by that person. And so, uh, to make a short story long, yeah, we met, met the next day.
1: Listen, I'm going to ask more, but there's <laughs> caveat here. There's a lot of power and a lot of wisdom in, in what I'm hearing in your story. Number one the power of, of mentoring and submitting to someone who you both trust with your life and that they have the best interest of you. That was key. Like that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that you did it as adults, we're not just talking about, you know, two 21 year olds, something's trying to figure mm-hmm. out life. These are two adults. And I think that for you all in this space, how much would it behoove us? And especially I'll, I'll go my generation, like millennials right now, up to the age of 40, a lot of them are single. In this space. And it's, you know, getting to the point where we're beyond our careers and enjoying all the things and we want to be married, but we don't know who we can trust. And in some cases to have someone to speak into our lives who maybe know someone and know somebody else to be able to have that is really important. So the power of mentorship is huge. The other piece here that I hear you saying and talking about is the power of grace. hmm how do you actually act and operate in grace with someone else who you don't know their story? Mm-hmm. They look attractive. They look nice. They look cool. Maybe I can get to know them, but maybe it's that one thing that you're like, ah, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. the, I hear that a part of your story. And that's so powerful because in that space, if we operate sometimes in some grace with some people, we never know what God does have mm-hmm. in us. And that leads to that third part for me, the power of the Holy spirit. Like that you both are operating in and that aspect of, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray. I'm submitting my life. You know where I'm at. You know where this potential other person could be at. And in this space of even choosing to go on a date, I want you to lead me, give me peace to be able to have a conversation with someone that could go somewhere if it does. And so I just hear all of those nuances in your story. That is that is amazing. Hmm. And to hear
0: God at work that he had some of this ground covered before that first meeting, Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting too. God brought a scripture to mind as Mm. you were talking about this. And this is about Jesus where he had been sent to bind up the brokenhearted Mm. to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So that's in Isaiah 61. So you just hear a lot of redemption. This So what I hear in you, Kristen is a belief that this one didn't necessarily need to be defined um by this part of your story because you worship the same god who can mm-hmm. and does you know you're defined by something very different than that part of your story
3: yeah i believe that god changes changes who we are and and my thought was you know even if we didn't have a, a love connection so to speak i kind of just wanted to hear this guy's story mm, you know like sure. just as a sister in christ with this person so it was going to be a win win either way <laughs> so
0: you did meet we so, did. and Buzz was there. Is what we're gathering. <laughs>
3: Buzz was there.
0: So and was so, his wife. Yeah. So, what was that initial connection like?
2: Um, <clears throat> so on my side, it was you know a lot a of, lot of nervous energy, just um, kind of heading into that. One of the things that you just touched on, Samuel, is is trust. You know, trust in your mentor. And you know, when when Buzz first kind of brought this up about the list and think about this, you know, I think my first reaction is, well, you know, who would who would possibly want to want to meet, let alone uh, consider dating a you know you know the worst of all sinners. Yeah. Um, it, which is truly how I'd felt. So, you know, the trust in him that he was going to lead me there and, and, and so he did, but it, it, it wasn't without, you know, some apprehension and nervousness about how I would be met. Of course, to be honest, the fact that she knew now, you know, knew about my background beforehand actually comforted me because, um, the fact that she was willing to, to still meet me and knew that was a huge step forward and said a lot about her already before, before I ever met her. Um, and I knew a little bit about Kristen through Buzz, just about, her loss and the challenges she had been through. And I understood that, um, you know, to raise two young girls, having been through that grief and the, the experience of that, that, you know, that already reflected to me her strength and courage. So I had a really good idea of some of the Christmas qualities before we met. And, um, and then, you know, when we met, we met at a Panera bread for lunch <laughs> and, um, it was, you know, she came, she came striding towards, uh, towards it's our table. I was late. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but just came, you know, filled with, you know, this just infectious smile and, and, and just this presence that immediately was, you know, comforting and set me at ease. And from there, um, I think we just, we quickly were able to just enjoy each other in a really, you know, wonderful first conversation that said, this is, this is really, you know, this is a, a, you know, a, a great person for sure. Someone who loves the Lord, but also someone I'm really interested in
1: awesome that's awesome i and and so you all get past this first meeting let's let's talk about this you get past this first date you see you get the all the things right the things that happen in dating and where between dating and marriage did like you all decide okay this is gonna happen this is the thing that we're gonna do
3: yeah it happened quickly for mike and i (laughs) sure um Maybe, maybe quicker than, than maybe what we would even recommend for a couple if we were. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, it was very fast. I mean, Mike and I fell in love probably within the first six weeks. Um, mm-hmm. After that, it was, you know, we, we held off on, on getting the kids together. I was really careful. Um, I had read so many single parent books about just be careful what you involve your kids in. Sure. That was top of mind. And I, I just wanted to make sure, um, given Mike's background that if I'm going to bring this person into my life, there was, there was just so many details, but you know, putting that aside, it it was very fast between Mike and I, and we were, I mean, we were married, you know, just before a year together. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was just this beautiful whirlwind of just falling in love and the the kids getting to know each other and, Really, just finding in each other a really nice compliment. To I mean, even though our stories were very different, we found a lot of commonalities sure. together that first year. Um, just about going deep with God, grief, loneliness, disappointment, and just so many, so many different things. So
0: that's powerful. And about five years ago, you married, but this was kind of a package deal, right? So mm-hmm. a mom of two and a dad of one, mm-hmm. and this family coming together. Mm-hmm. God had really met you in hard places before, but mm. he didn't you didn't marry to something easy, right? A blended family is never easy. there's always complexities. Mm. so it'd be interesting to learn what have been um, some of the ways God like different ways God has grown your faith through the complexities mm. of blended families. and you know what? I bet he's still growing your faith
2: daily <laughs> daily I mean <clears throat> You know it's it's just a tremendous gift and blessing to to have that privilege of raising children um but when you have when you do that within the dynamic of a blended family there's there are other considerations and other things that happen that that um that are challenging uniquely challenging um and are unique blessings too so yeah there's there's a lot there that that um comes with blended families and and so chris and I are are it's it's a daily conversation, really? To be honest with yes. you, it's a daily conversation mm-hmm. about you know from what are the kids' activities to some of the different challenges going on in their lives to how their interactions with each other, um, you know, are working or not working currently, and and our interactions with them and and our children as well. So there's just you know just to throw out some statistics here that you know, roughly 41% of first marriages don't make it. 60% of second marriages don't make it. But 70% of second marriages where you have kids with the first marriage don't make it. So the odds are even greater against you with kind of a remarriage when there's, you know, a blending situation happening with kids. And, and so it just, I think that speaks to the challenges and we can, you can certainly talk about more of the details, but we knew some of those statistics going into our relationship. And as Kristen talked about the speed at which uh, we went from meeting to really getting married, um, we wanted to make sure that we, you know, speed, um, waiting for the sake of waiting might be appropriate, but it doesn't necessarily have to happen. So we, we, we again, turned to our mentors and said, Hey, check us on this. Are we moving too fast? What do you see? What are we, what are we blind to? And so, we actually went through a remarriage course that Ada offered. We were put in touch with, um, another, another, uh, some spouses who were mentors that had gone through remarriage themselves. So they could speak from the experience firsthand. And that was our way of saying, please, you know, let us know what you see that we don't and guide us and open our eyes. And, and so we did that. And, And at the conclusion of that, it was basically, it is fast, but, um, you know, you guys are on, on a good path. And so we proceeded, but um, we we really sought out those mentors and that guidance for that purpose.
0: Awesome. So you said, you know, there definitely are certain things that are challenges and we could get more specific. So Kristen, what would you say are some of the things that are uh, just challenges for blended families that you've experienced personally and even like what you're learning there?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. From, from the beginning, even as you're considering a remarriage and a blend, it's really important and helpful and wish I would have done this a little bit better. So that's why, why I'm telling the masses is to just make sure your expectations are, make sure you know your expectations, (laughs) like, like start there, you know, I mean, do you, you have so many things that you're going to bring into the marriage that you're expecting about what it will look like to co-parent, um, to, um, you know, to, to bring this other person in. And in our situation, my girl's dad was gone. And so this was going to be their dad. But on the other side, you know, Evan has a mom. And I was going to be Evan's stepmom. And so there's even even with just that statement, there are so many assumptions that I was making about what that relationship would look like, what these relationships would look like within my family, within, you know, and so I think sometimes it can be hard because you have to get on the same page with your with your spouse. In what is this co parenting going to look like between you and your ex wife? Sure. Um, what is what is your expectation of me in my role with with your child? You know, what are my expectations of how I expect Mike to parent my girls? And even though you might not be able to flesh all those out at the beginning, cause you won't be able to, cause you haven't lived yet with everybody all together, but it's just, it's, it's good to get on the same page because you will have to kind of habitually do that. And we have to habitually do that now all the time. Like sure. I was really expecting and I was, I was thinking that you were going to have this interaction with, you know, our oldest and it didn't go that way. And now I'm concerned about it and I thought you were going to have this interaction with your ex-wife, but then you had this interaction that I wasn't expecting and now I'm hurt. It's it's constant relationship management mm-hmm. so between bad. all of the parties well, involved.
0: Sure, and Kristen, what we hear is that takes effort and intentionality, yes. yeah. so like knowing what your expectations are, I don't think we pause to ask enough.
1: So good, Rachel.
0: Because then, am I constantly being disappointed? Maybe it's my expectations that need to shift a little bit, and then you said you need to work toward getting on the same page, and life keeps Happening. So we have to keep working toward that. You know, being in a blended family, that word expectations Mm -hmm. comes up. And we can get into a place where we face disappointment because things are different than we just hope. They're different than the dream. But that's not exclusive to blended families. Do we not all agree? agree. Definitely not. (laughs) You know, so some might get to a point where I've just learned not to have any expectations. Yeah. You know, but it's not that. You know, it's just being careful with our expectations because we can still expect God to show up, God to meet our need. Got to do good work. So um, that that word expectations is important.
1: Yeah, and and this reminds me of the other side of that one sometimes, and this is a Ron Deal thing. So there's a book out there called The Smart Step Family. Um, In fact, most of our remarriage and our blended family group that we just piloted this year um, is is coming from this type of Mm -hmm. book and this type of information from Ron Deal. He talks about how so many couples, when they're going through remarriage and or bringing a family and other persons bringing their family, we just throw it all together like a salad bowl hmm. and expect it to just taste good and stick. Well, we all know that's not how it Because we love each other. Right. <laughs> right. 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 You know, but he mm-hmm. says that the better thing to do is what you all just mentioned. Be intentional, um, share your expectations and do the slow cooker approach where you're slowly but surely adding some mm-hmm. of the things to it. And there's a little bit of pressure to it and there's a little bit of support to it, but you're working on it. And, and mm-hmm. And literally, you know, I think there's some pieces to that where you're, you know, trying to figure out, well, I don't want to just blend this thing in a blender. I don't just want to just toss the salad in the bowl. I don't want to just all these different things that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to take some time and take some intention to do that. And and I think that's I, I'm hearing that in your story.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that I, Kristen and I were uh, informed through our kind of marriage process and preparation uh, by that book as well. And there's a lot of other great books. Gary Chapman's got a great book, yeah, um, yeah. author of five love, love languages. So there's some really great resources. And I think that's one thing that we would offer is, you know, take time to pursue those resources, you know, books and also mentors and, and, and people that are informed in this area. But, you know, I, you know, Kristen speaks about expectations and I think that's really important. On the other side, I would say just understand and anticipate pain points. Yeah. And that's when I talk about the unique challenges of blended families. There are unique pain points and you can, you can anticipate them. I mean, as, as you said, Rachel, you know, in a traditional family, you know, siblings just don't get along sometimes uh, sure. parents and children mm-hmm. don't get along yeah, sometimes. Um, right. But when you add the step child, step parent dynamic, when you add exes into the mix, when you and your spouse may not agree on parenting styles, but now you have to actually agree or somehow find common ground on parenting styles with X's too, maybe on both sides, maybe on one side in our case, those are when I talk about just added dynamics, those are the things that I speak of. And so when you think about those things, it's, it's then it's, where, where are the potential pain points around these things? And mm-hmm. so we should be aware, we should expect these things, as Kristen said, to, to come around and just talking about things and really being open about them is, is so important.
0: Wow, that is just huge and so helpful. And, you know, I mentioned that I am in a blended family. My parents divorced after 25 years, and then my dad remarried someone who. Uh, was a mother of three children and her husband had passed away from a real aggressive cancer journey. Mm -hmm. And so they got to figure all this out too and learn some things, you know, the harder way they got involved with this content that you're talking about with the smart step family, the smart step mom, the smart step dad. Mm -hmm. And now what they're doing is investing in other couples Mm -hmm. that are in blended families, forming a group. So we've got that going on at Ada Bible a bit too, connecting people with couples who've already walked this road and navigated some of the land minds um, already. And it sounds like you've been so wise all along to really let other people and invite other people to speak into your marriage and into your journey with the Lord.
1: Yeah. So good. Yeah. And if you're again you're listening to this, you're like, I did not know that thing existed. And, or you feel like you were facing some type of stigma based on that. We want to encourage you. It's like a quick commercial. We want to encourage you. Email care at because we do have those resources available for you through our remarriage materials and our blended family uh, uh, group that we just started. So just a little caveat there because this is a great time to, to talk about it. I want to turn this podcast just a little bit going back to Mike. something that you said, which was super important about faith. And just your relationship with the Lord and how paramount that was in your own journey. And Kristen, you as well. Um, now being married, how are you navigating or what are some of the things you can speak to encourage our, our blended families out there, our couples out there about um, continually having a growing relationship with the Lord?
3: Yeah, this is something that, oh gosh, I mean, I it, it would be really, really a scary thing to imagine how I would do this without the Lord. I think that um there is a for me personally there is a a constant submission and willing of laying my burdens on the Lord. Yeah. Um because it is it is too, way 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 too much to manage for for one or two people. Yeah. Um the burdens of, you know, oh gosh, you know, my girl's lost their father, you know, what if Mike doesn't doesn't fill in the gaps like I want him to or what if what if my girls just you know what if they're gonna miss something what if they're gonna you know what if they're gonna grow up and and just just have all these wounds from from so many different things with their grief and loss of their dad and just I mean you can feel the heaviness of those like if, if those don't if you don't consistently take that to God yeah and that's just one example. Yeah. I well, mean, sure. and, and that's just the grief part. Right? Right, and that,
0: those things could crush. And yet he says, yes.
3: cast all those cares, cares. on me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, like,
0: what, and you wonder, what would we do if we didn't yes. have this Lord? We could cast those two.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So just a, a, a constant um, connection with God, knowing that he makes broken things beautiful. And the blended family comes from brokenness. Mm-hmm. Things had to break in yeah. order to put this new thing together. And so you feel that, but... Our God does that. He He, ma- he makes the broken does. things beautiful, and sure does. and He does that every day with my family. I'm so grateful for the dad that they've that they've are that He's given my girls, and just the the you know just my my bond with God grows every day in trusting Him with what He is doing in our family.
0: Thank you for sharing that, That's Kristen, and so letting us in. What so about you, Mike?
2: I, I think to sum it all up for me and what Kristen's saying too is, is just trust, you know, trust in Lord with all your heart. Um, trust him when you get, you know, a devastating diagnosis, trust him when you, you know, get sentenced to a prison and all the unknowns that come from very different, you know, things that those represent trust when you have children, trust when you send them off to school, trust when they're fighting, trust when, mm-hmm you know, they start to get challenged with anxieties and and all these things. I mean, it just comes down to trust and it's certainly more nuanced than just that, but that sums it up for me. And, and as Kristen said, I mean, it's whether it's, you need to start your, your day in the word to establish that, that peace and have the Lord's presence as a foundation for all that will come that day or whether it's throughout the day or whether it's in, you know, in small group settings, I mean, just lots of ways that you can get there, but but trust and, and constantly, you know, bring it, bring it to him. And, you know, from a marriage perspective, you know, it's, it's, it's always about communication and I think that's what it is with the Lord too, it's communication. But for us and for us, when we start to, you know, break down, it's, it's because we're not, it's a breakdown in communication and I think that's the same with, with our peace and our sense of calm when it comes to the Lord too, is our breakdown in communication. So I think those things go hand in hand.
1: That's so good. And here's the thing that I love and appreciate about YouTube story. And I hope that our listeners have picked this up. God's not through. Mm -hmm. He's not finished yet, even though he may see it as an authored and finished work. Mm -hmm. He's still working in, in the realm of anyone's marriage or remarriage or blended family, or wherever people are at in their space. This is a space where God is continually working on our character. God's continually working on the things that we desire from ourselves and for our spouses, continually working in these places that we have and and are working on giving him. And your story is so authentic. Your children are so so blessed to have you two and 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 I um appreciate you too just being able to share, you know, something what what's what's that one last thing I guess, you know, um that you want to just encourage um our spouses, um people who are listening with what's 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 one last thing you wanted to share? And and Mike, feel free to go first.
2: Oh, wow. Um, I guess it's, there are so many things. Uh, the one thing it's, it's just that, um, God has a plan and it's, as you said, it's not a finished work. There are, there are challenges will always come, but how you respond to those challenges, how you respond to them with your wife, mm-hmm. uh, with your spouse, um, just make sure that you do it with the Lord's presence, that you're inviting them into your, into your life and into your decisions all the time. Um, you know, Kristen, one area improvement that she and I have recognized is just, you know, we need to increase our prayer time together, doing yeah. that together. Um and 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 so constantly re-, re reevaluating, you know, by no means do we have a perfect story at all. Um, it's a beautiful story, but it's not perfect in any way. And there's a lot of things that we can do to improve um ourselves, our marriage and and probably our relationship with our kids too. But but we're always mindful of it. We're always asking the Lord to be present and to pour into us and and again ultimately to trust and so, trust each other. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Yeah, so you touched on it, Samuel, actually um, stole my crockpot. I'm sorry. Slow cooker. But but that's so good because um, I think it kind of harkens back to what I was talking about with expectations because the reason why we toss it all in a salad bowl and go, okay, here you go, here's the meal, it's all good, all done. Is because we expect things to feel very nuclear sometimes from the mm, beginning. Mm, like sure. we're going to get married, we both have kids, but it's the Brady Bunch. It's going to be great. We're all going to feel like one big happy family. Yeah. Boom, expectation, and there you go. You've made your salad, right? Yeah. So, but when you when you think about it in the sense of like, you know what? It's okay that you know my daughter doesn't want to call you dad yet, or it's it's okay that you might not love my child in the exact same way that you love your child yet you know you're not dismissing it off the table as maybe happening sometime in the future because you don't know what God's going to do but like it's okay that those things haven't happened on some timeline that you think they're going to happen making
0: room for that to be a journey exactly
3: because sometimes if we think that it's going to feel a certain way we're going to be disappointed so again I, I love that I think that Take your time to blend. It's okay to have some semblance of a family that might not look like the Facebook family that you look at. Or, so good. you right. know, it, it just take your time. God's not done. Sure. God is doing things. And don't worry about that. Focus on growing close to God because all the other things would be added mm. after that. Oh, so, so good.
2: I think I would add to that too is... <clears throat> Know, don't don't pressure the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's natural, as Kristen said. You know, there's when you blend, there's excitement. Families coming together. You're 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 coming from brokenness, and it's just a, a beautiful moment that sometimes a lot of people have been waiting for for a while. And so there's just a natural excitement and energy towards that. And I think that energy and excitement can extend towards making sure that the kids just you know fall in love with each other, and and it's perfect and it's nuclear, as Kristen said. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just not rushing into that 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 kind of you know adding pressure to that can can actually hinder the process and so giving space and time as kristen talked about as you touched on rachel is i think a really important point
0: you can see where that pressure would make that take longer (laughs) you know so so that's a lot of wisdom and boy thank you so much for being with us mike and kristen what what we hear is a that you two are on a journey of trust and that i think today we were reminded of god's trustworthiness in a lot of different ways Thank on, you. Yeah.
1: Thank you all. Thank you all. So, for Together, this has been myself and Rachel, and of course, the Voice Family. Thank you all for being on here. If you have been touched, or you have questions, or there's things that you're, you're hearing on this podcast that you just want to reach out, again, feel free to reach out to us at care at adababa.org as we want to be able to support you and your family, no matter what you're navigating, no matter what you're going through. Again, for Together, I've been Sam and Rachel. See you later. See
0: you next time. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform. Leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online
3: and check out our website at adabible.org.